Hello, hello and welcome to, I think, episode 24 uh, of the Sales in the Podcast. So we're, we're, we seem to be picking up the pace slightly in, in rattling through these uh, episodes, but um, it's going to be a good one today. So I'm joined um, by Jared Robbins from Rev Genius. Now, I don't think Rev Genius needs any introduction, but Jared, I'll hand it over to you to just give us a, a brief introduction to yourself and Rev Genius. So I'm Jared. I'm, I'm co-founder of Rev Genius. Been doing this thing for about three years come June, grew uh, this community to 35,000 plus sales, marketing, RevOps, and customer success professionals worldwide in a three-year period. Uh, our mission is to bring inspiration and creativity to the revenue world. We started as a free community, still are, but recently we also launched RevRoom, which is uh, for senior leadership, VPs, C-level, directors at some bigger companies to give them a space where they could trust and, and collaborate on the future of a business to business go to market. So lots of moving parts, lots of excitement. Yeah. And I was going to say, I've seen tons about it um, on LinkedIn. So I, I, I'd imagine it's been a, a busy, well, busy few months, but a busy couple of weeks, especially. Yeah. The, the feedback has been great. We're blessed. And uh, we, we've just been interviewing some members and doing uh, the things that don't scale. Um, yet again, which is always humbling. And I'm grateful for the experience. So if, uh, if you apply for rev room and you make the short list, there's probably a 50% chance I'm going to be the one interviewing you. Well, the, I mean, it's so, so tell us just quickly before we go into the, um, story about rev genius and how it came to be obviously we, we touched on rev room there. So just give us a, a quick overview of, um, what rev room is. Yeah. So uh, essentially, RevRoom is a space for, for senior leaders to have a support system. Um, we're, we're, the mission is we wanted to create a trusted space for curious revenue leaders who want to collaborate on the future of B2B go-to-market. We found um, in the space there was um, a handful of different communities, but... Um, ones that actually connected one another and had that empathetic vibe to the senior leaders and helped one another get through challenges seemed to be a gap that was shared with multiple senior leaders. So we created it and sure enough, um, it seems like the case. So we, um, you know, in just a couple of weeks, we have close to 300 people on our wait list and we're getting, and, and this week or, or last Friday, I should say, we just started uh, getting some interviews down on the calendar, meeting some people and uh, the people have been exceptional and, and they help one another with real time business cases that they're going through um, playbooks, but creating new ones on the fly and their sales, marketing, RevOps and customer success leaders in each group. Um, so we're pretty hype on that and we're limiting the size of the groups to 150 people. So even if we grow to a thousand or 10,000, if, if we're so fortunate, um, it'll never feel like that many people are around you at any given time and that much noise is there. So we, we've certainly heard, um, some of the challenges with, uh, communities in general. 
no, it sounds super exciting and the the feedback I've seen online and the the bits that I've seen in, in feed look really, really good. So I'll be interested to to sort of keep my eyes on that over the coming months. But I think um you you've jumped on today really to tell us about the story of Rev Genius. I know you, you mentioned there that it's been uh three years now, but yeah. let's just re let's just rewind the clock. Because I've seen some pictures on your social media, which I thought were very, very interesting. I think there was one of a sleeping bag in a room. I, you know, tell us the story of how it came to be, how it all started. Yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, I'm not sleeping in a sleeping bag in in that room anymore. That's good. So that that actually was my first foray into tech in general, uh, where that picture comes from. But uh, Rev, Rev Genius started right at the height of COVID. Think. Um, May 2020, right as we were like getting into it. And uh, Galen Germay, the, the original co-founder and myself, found a need. Uh, people needed other people. They needed support systems. It, it, the world was pandemonium. And there were some other communities, but we saw um, there was a massive gap in like an an open, inclusive, no-cost community. There was others that were either cost or just for leaders only or both, um, or just content sites, et cetera. So we went ahead and created it. And um, it started on LinkedIn. We met the original folks on LinkedIn, and we created a LinkedIn DM group. And when we broke, it, it was just about 25 or 30 people, nothing super or seemingly not, not, not like hectic numbers. Um, the communications between one another, like broke the app, the LinkedIn app every day for every person at some point. And then people are like, okay, like, I really like you all, but like, we need to go to Slack. So they told us, and, and that was the beginning of listening to the people, right? Uh, the Rev Genius name came about pre Slack. We, we started figuring it out. And the original idea that we were toying with of Rev Genius was um, to create a centralized place for all the events, essentially in sales. And then we're like in sales and marketing. And then later became sales marketing and go to market uh, as a whole, right? But the thought was there was dozens, if not hundreds of events, a good percentage of which we signed up for ourselves, like coming into our inbox um, every single week. And there was no place to centralize all of them. Like you, you might have like a, a dozen sales consulting companies, another dozen SaaS companies with awesome webinars, another dozen uh, communities with great content and stuff. And it all hit the same person, so to speak. But like, how do you know what to go to? Or like how, how and, and that was the original idea. So we created a Google Doc. We circulated it across the first, 25 people in, in LinkedIn. And we realized quickly that um, I don't think that they really looked at that doc that much or cared about it, but they cared about one another. We didn't care to really survey them like um, on, on, on the doc. Uh, we just went with it and, and we realized that we had a community, not, um, not a centralized place for events. And then we started creating our own events and we grew fast. Um, we grew quickly for, for a couple main things or, or, you know, a small handful of main reasons because people have been asking me a lot lately, like what's the secret sauce, um, to growing and, and people are looking for tactics. 
and, and there's certainly some of those, some more successful than others, but to really heighten how successful a community or, or company is in general, uh, it starts with solving a major challenge. And the bigger challenge that you solve, the easier it is to layer on tactics and strategy and have like an exponential growth on top of it. And, and this is often lost, right? Like people will come up with their own thing and, and maybe talk to a couple of people that think it's a good idea and then like push it down the proverbial throats of others um, and, and use some of these tactics um, to do it that have been successful in other ways. But like, listen, at the core people felt lost during COVID. Like literally they had no jobs were being lost. Um, uncertainty was like at like weird heights. We're seeing some of that today, but it was like even weirder because nobody had ever dealt with a pandemic. Some people have dealt with a recession, right? Um, and some people are learning to deal with the recession, but yeah, weird times. Uh, and, 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 you know, frankly, we're seeing some some super weird times right now. So I'm doubling down on building more community right now uh, to, to help combat that. But when you have that core challenge and, and, and you create a space to do that, th then all I've, I had to do was tell a lot of people, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, the, the, the solving the challenge teamed with me reaching out to hundreds of people every single day in all channels asking them to join essentially being an SDR myself um, helped us grow so fast. So like a thousand members, one month, 2000 members, the next 3000, the next it dipped a little bit. And we intentionally slowed the growth as well at some point because it was just like we were, we were churning people as quickly as we were bringing them on because it was just pandemonia in our community, but that's the next story. So then, uh, you know, we grew the team, um, recalibrated the team, so to speak, you know, found better folks for, uh, what, what we were trying to build and where we were at. And, um, yeah, today super excited. Like, uh, we're, we're, we're going to recalibrate some, things within Rev Genius to make it even better for the times, as I said, you know, building for the times. Um, and it's not even necessarily uh, adding new programs as much as um, recalibrating, like, like, like when you're a 35,000 person community, it's a lift, it's, it's quite a bit different than a 3,500 person community. And it's light years different than the 350 person community. So yet most people prefer the micro communities to an extent. So like, how can we create that type of energy so that people could realize more value today in these tricky economic climates? And then how could we also create uh, a space for revenue leaders? Um, and that's what Reverum is. Uh, but like the, the highest echelon uh, of titles, so to speak, of revenue leaders um, and, and a safe space for them as well. So lots we're working on, lots we've learned. And, and it's interesting. So the things I've learned building Rev Genius, like if I were to do it again, I am doing it again with Rev Room in real time. And, and, and that's kind of exciting. And it's kind of 
slightly nerve wracking, but like exciting. And then, and then the thing is I'm learning building rev room. Can I put back into rev genius, um, without charging for certain things still, like still sticking with that MO, um, of, of being open, inclusive and all of that. And, um, we're about to, we're about to run a test on that. So you'll see that soon enough everywhere. So man, Jamie, you called me at a great time. I, I couldn't be more passionate and excited uh, for what we're building, reinvigorated because, you know, you, you get, um, you learn a lot along the way, you become humbled a lot along the way, um, you become unsure if things are going to work along the way and test different things. And uh, you, you have me at a time where I couldn't be more confident about the direction of what we're building and how we're gonna help the larger community as a whole. Um, our overall goal, our, our vision long-term is we wanna be the de facto, like most important resource for any go-to-market or revenue professional in the space. And and we're well on our way and it's exciting. No, I, do, I mean, it's, I mean, you went, went on for sort of 10 minutes there and I think that just goes to show, like you said, that the, the passion and the, the excitement that you know, that, that space that you're currently in. And I think you can definitely see that across your channels, but there was a, thanks a for couple, letting me. Yeah, no, there's a couple of bits I just wanted to touch on there. Cause I think the first was, um, that initial growth period. So you said you were sort of acting like an SDR, just, you know, question yeah. hundreds of people today, but like, what, um, what are some of the, the tactics then that would work best then for that initial, like trying to build a community? What, what worked well? How, how did you get started with it? tell them what we're doing and just ask them for their email to join. <laughs> like just like, it's not a close if it's for $0. And if it feels like it has to be a quote unquote close for $0, you're doing something wrong. Like you need to make it as simple as possible for people to say yes. And I always had a funny thing. Like if they asked me for a phone call to like learn more, I wasn't doing something right because that's way too much time to spend for a $0 acquisition. Now, let me, and, and that's moving fast, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Phone calls all day long with members to understand how to build this thing better and all of that. But um, from like a figuring out what messaging worked standpoint and like trying to move fast standpoint, that's how I thought it. And of course I'd hop on calls from time to time, but if you, if you have to hop on five calls a day to get five members when I'm trying to get 30 members a day on, like there's a big gap there. You know, I think that speaks um, volumes and sort of aligns with a lot of the B2B messaging work that, you know, marketers, you know, sales teams in terms of their outbound that they're yeah. doing every single day. And it, like, I think that's quite an interesting thing you were saying there. Like if you're, not able to get immediate positive feedback from uh, a simple message and they need more information, then you've sort of failed the first hurdle, haven't you? And you need to go back to the drawing board and try and perfect your messaging. And I think that's something that everyone can uh, take something away from, um, you know, messaging on the website, whatever it is, messaging in your outbound sequences or outbound um, approaches. So I think that's a, a really good piece of, um, really good piece of advice there. Yeah. It's, it's messaging, right? Like in, in, and when you literally, have a no cost community and, and you're trying to just drive as much value as possible. It's, it's like, if they say no, it's learning why 
Um, and you can learn why in like a back and forth conversation on LinkedIn or via chat somewhere. Right. Um, and then incorporating that, right. Like when, when, when I'm telling you like rev rooms being created and then build around it. Right. So when I'm telling you rev rooms being created, there's like 150 person cap. That's because like, we've heard like what doesn't work and we want to like create a product that's able to move super fast because it's meeting needs and we're listening to the why, like why people would join or why they wouldn't. I think the sort of on that, like why they would join. Um, the second point I wanted to cover was we talk a lot about this sort of offering value, uh, mm-hmm. as part of the community. So what would you say, um, you know, Rev Genius in its current state, what is the most valuable thing about joining that community? Do you think maybe, maybe from a sales perspective, marketing perspective and a, and a GTM perspective, what do you think are the most valuable sort of trends you're seeing in terms of what people are getting from that community? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it depends on who you are, but in general, uh, the expansion of your network and connections quite a bit and, and, and how that also impacts the reach on like LinkedIn, which is like a common social network where they could see like value quickly based on how many more connections that they have, how further their post reach, how they use that for prospecting, et cetera. And also just a space where you could ask questions and get answers, um, where you don't have to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, so to speak, and, and not have them connect to like actually have conversation with them. And that's one of the benefits of Slack. And then also that you could have group think or not group think, but like group help for, for any questions or, or, or challenges you might have. So you have difficulty building a playbook or, um, this challenge happened in the workspace or how do I come up with the best sequence possible? You have a space to ask that you really can't do that on LinkedIn. What are you going to do it in a post or DM like 20, 30, 40 people? It's it's like cold outreach, right? Or, um, or just a difficult use of LinkedIn, uh, that, that isn't really intended. And, and because it's synchronous Slack, um, you get the answers pretty fast. So what are the most, um, some of the most active, uh, channels? So for those that, um, you know, we've touched on what RevGenius is, the community side of it, but for those who haven't been inside it, what are the, some of the most, um, active channels, like some of the most popular communities or groups on the RevGenius community now? Yeah. Great question. Uh, sales, marketing, RevOps, those channels are, are big, um, memes, get some engagement that that's a fun one. Uh, introductions intros is, is probably the most engaged because that's where people are introducing one another and finding out who's in the community and connecting with one another. That's big. And then the general channel, we're going to double down on the sales, marketing, rev ops and customer success channels. That's going to be part of our, um, um, reinvigoration uh, of, of certain aspects strategy. They're, they're, they're very, uh, engaged, but we're going to be, um, adding some programming and stuff there even more. Yeah. I think I've, um, 
I've shared some stuff in the last couple of weeks where I was just asking for people's um, sort of feedback on version A or version B of a, a particular sort of like website visual. And you, you see sure. a ton of ton of stuff like that where people are saying, you know, can you give me some advice on great tools for lead gen or can you give me um, a subject line that's worked really well? Like, what do you think of this? And I think that's, I think that seems to me for, for me from a, from a marketing perspective, like that's probably the most valuable thing from my perspective is actually getting nice. that in, instantaneous real time feedback that you don't have to pay $1,500 a month to get. Yeah. And, and you know, what's cool. I, I've gone every single way about like being in Slack in particular. Um, earlier on, I'm like, we have to leave Slack. Like there's, this isn't going to scale. Um, like the data is hard to get out. We have to stay on the free plan. So we have like limited capabilities and all of this. And, and my thinking was right at the time or it was fine, I should say. Um, and right now I'm thinking we can't not use Slack and, and, and for, because this is what people are using for their work. Sure. Eight out of 10, not 10 out of 10 understood, but like, this is big. Um, getting data out. Now there's more ways to do that. Um, there's more systems that you could implement. There's, and, and this is how people in the B2B world are interacting now. Right. And, um, so it's exciting and, and, and getting it synchronous. Now, now do we add asynchronous things on the website? Maybe. And, and I've thought about that before. Um, I think we have to be, we're, we're intentionally extremely deliberate and, and I do want to, and, and what, what does that look like? Is that a message board? Is that like, I don't think it's a mighty networks or a circle. Like I know those community tools out there, of course, uh, I was meeting with them at the beginning, but, um, it, it, it's a careful mix, but like part of it to your point, uh, is, is being on Slack, uh, and, and, and having the right interactions happening now some of the stuff um obviously it's a community for people to engage and ask for feedback and share things um but you guys also host a lot of events yourself so you've obviously got your own podcasts um or i should say live sessions so do you want to just tell us a bit about some of the additional um events and value that you can get out of the platform aside from that just general community yeah, we, we, we have weekly regular LinkedIn lives and I, intelligence leans into, you know, a, a good share of those where we're, we have different programming for different, um, parts of the community for sales, for marketing, for rev ops, for CS, uh, the, the outbound 2.0, the new idea of, uh, outbound, whether you're a BDR or demand gen leader, like fused into one there, um, which is pretty cool. And, and that happens at a regular cadence. We also have sponsored events, um, where we, you know, where, where it's a one-off where we work uniquely with sponsors to create, um, you know, a, a whole event around a certain topic. And we, and we help bring that event to what the community wants, right? Because sometimes a sponsor will want one thing and, um, and the community really needs or is asking for something else. So we'll find that happy middle ground. Uh, we also throw RevCon annually. Um, this will be our third year. That's going to be digital this year as well. And for our executive leaders in the community, we're doing dinners, um, now, which are spectacular and they're going over very well and they're very cool. 
I saw so, one of those on um, LinkedIn. Was it this week? Last week, I think. I think it was last week. It was definitely last week. Yeah, it. it I, I miss. Um, I must admit, I do miss those uh, those business dinners. Um, it's been it's been a while since I've been to one, and uh, it looked really really good. It was what was it? Uh, New York. It was New York. We went to Keynes, which is a really cool old school steakhouse. And um, the best part about these is the networking with one another, and but also like working with one another to solve top of mind challenges in person. So, you know, you have your icebreaker, you have your intros and that's phenomenal, but like where the value outside of a phenomenal dinner <laughs> comes in is like masterminding your top challenges with other people in your same exact um, role or, or close to it uh, at other companies to best understand what they're doing. So like, I, I just think that's so rad. Come with a challenge, um, get, a really incredible networking experience, but also answers to key challenges outside of typical business hours. So it's like the most efficient way you could spend uh, your night. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like a, a very informal um, entertaining workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. And and depending on how the room's set up, if there's multiple tables and, and there typically are each table will have like a focus on, um, one of the members of the tables challenge and, and they'll all like brainstorm or, or give feedback uh, if, if, if they have an answer that worked in the past and, and all of that to really help one another and lift one another. And, and that's what community is about. Community is about learning together, learning from one another, helping one another and giving. So dinner is just another way to do it. Yeah, and no, I was going to say strategy and workshops with steak and red wine sounds sounds pretty good to me. So I think that might be something we have to try. <laughs> try it's, over it, here. it's super cool. And then and then at a certain part of the night, you know, uh, no pun intended, things tip over in uh in in, in in an even more casual way, which is nice as well. So um, you we've sort of touched on um, Revrim already, but what what's to come then? What what does the next three to six months look like for Rev Genius? Great question. The, uh, build better processes with Revroom. Um, fill out our first group there for sure. Do more in-person events, whether it's dinners or meetups or the like um, in New York City and in the U.S. We're, we're most likely not going to be doing anything outside the U.S. in the next three to six months. Launch uh, RevCon. Um let me refresh, launch promotion of RevCon. So that'll probably be within the next one month and, and, you know, start formalizing the speakers and, and all of that there. Also, and, and, and I'm foreshadowing because we, we haven't really put our, our OKRs down for next quarter yet. We, we have a couple weeks to do that. So yeah, we were doing ours today, actually. So uh, it, yeah. it's funny, like we'll, we'll probably do it. <laughs> too late, like, like is normal, but like you could tell, like we're, we're all aligned. So like 90% of what I say is, is going to be fact. The other 10% might be wishful thinking on my part, uh, that, that might miss the cut. It's just how it works. But, um, we're also going to, well, we're bringing on our, our, a, a new head of content, April, which is great. 
we're going to be doing more with partnerships like GTM Partners, which is amazing. Uh, Sangram over there is doing a phenomenal job in in creating um, a, a new GTM resource for the space with this consulting agency over there. And um, we're going to do some cool things within Rev Genius, like to to better. We're, we're going to relaunch some parts of Rev Genius to, like, as, as busy as it is, and as much as it helps now. Um, I want to blow it through the roof. Like, I, I want to like make it. There, there's no doubt that this is Rev Genius, and and you're going to see some of that. So I'm I'm. I'm really bullish on uh on Rev Genius and Rev Room and what we're about Sounds to like do. Sounds like you got a ton of stuff um coming down the pipeline, which is uh which is very, very exciting. Sounds, but, um, oh oh and, and and also um we're we're rebuilding our Rev Genius mag right now. It's in development. It's close to being ready, and you're gonna see um a lot more content on our website as well. So the Rev the Rev Genius Mag is this, is that uh, sort of your blog in, in essence? Yeah, yeah, uh, branded in a, a slightly different way, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think that's it's, it's um, a digital mag. Yeah, yeah, because that sort of fits really nicely alongside your kind of like you said, the easiest way to build a community is give value for free, like in, in, incredible value or something that's you know beyond valuable. That's the easiest way to build a community. So if you're able to provide more valuable content alongside the community, it's only going to help you guys scale, like you said, be bullish. It, it, you hit you hit the nail on the head. Like community in a word uh, is content um, in, in many different ways, shapes and facets. And, uh, and, and how you could harness that content, you could scale so much stuff. And, and, you know, one of the gaps, we've been doing a great job of putting out content and we've been doing a mediocre job of, of leveraging that content for growth. So we're, 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 we're going to move in the right direction with that. And I'm super It seems to be a lot of, not necessarily problems, but a lot of uh, companies, areas for development that say is that they produce great content, but they don't necessarily get it out there. And I think we can all, aim to get better distribution and like better, like you said, better leverage, um, yeah. from, from that content. So I think that's, um, I mean, for us, that's, that's definitely something that we're, you know, we're doing a podcast a week, but it's like, how can we use that podcast a week to better serve our, our, our aspirations and our goals? And I think, yeah, that seems to be a very, very interesting topical one for 2023 for sure. So like, think about this, we have those weekly LinkedIn lives. We'll have some round tables built in that probably won't be leveraged. That'll probably be like behind closed doors, so to speak. We have our partner events. We we could have 10 to 20 different things a month right there. And then we're going to launch 20 articles a month and a podcast a week. And then we have partnerships at RevCon and all of that. So like, but what's cool is Rev Genius Mag also gives the ability to like feature some of the Rev Genius community leaders, right? So like, it's also a really cool way to give back and stuff. And when you have a community around content, not just creating content, it's, um, it's like a magical growth, um, piece, right? Like we're, we're, where you can have some really nice loops, um, speaking to a marketer, you know, where, where folks uh, could write, could share, 
want to write more, um, want to put out more that's read by more, incentivized to to get traffic there, all that stuff. So, yeah, because there's, I mean, there's tons of people with great stuff to say, but I guess one of the oh, you have to qualify, things- you have to curate the heck out of it. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's going to look it's, it's like just a uh, cesspool of uh, rubbish, isn't it? Uh, I call it mediocrity. Like, like there's yeah. stuff that's rubbish out there, um, for sure. But I think in general, the people that care, like, it's a cesspool. I don't know if, if that's the that's a harsh word, but it's a it, it's a holder of mediocrity. Like, like five ways to improve your outbound sequences that are just like fluff. Like that is everywhere. Right. Like, and, 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 um, hearing like 101 of how to define your ICP without going into like your perfect ICP or intent or stuff like that. Like, come on, man. Like, like you, you, creating content for the future is big and not just, um, saying AI is here to stay, but like understanding like more granularly like nuances there and, and, and help folks. I, th- I think it's important to have content that uh, pushes like from a thought leadership perspective that it's actually thought leadership. Um, if it's tactical and, and there is a need for tactical content that it's like best in class uh, of tactics, you know, not just like uh, do video. It's cool. Here's your script. You need to, you need to really go in. I think it's important. Yeah, they, you know, so that was I think that was a much better uh, explanation or way of phrasing assessment. There's a lot of, of mediocre rubbish. content yeah, yeah. out there. Mediocre, I think that's a, and I think um, I've always uh, weirdly I've always sort of said uh, one of my mantras. I don't know if you want to call that, but I I I, I never want to be content with mediocrity because then I feel like it's just a bit boring, isn't it? If you're content with mediocrity, so yeah, very interesting. So the last, um, I guess, and you have to push it, and you have to push back on people, right? Because sometimes the best thought leaders and stuff will want to repurpose other articles um, that that they've written elsewhere, or, or want to say the same thing the same way, and you have to turn people away if if you're sensing yeah. that um, what they're going to be doing is redundant and not unique for you. Well, no, I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, that sort of uh, magazine. Um, we'll we'll, we'll improve along the way. We're going to come out. We're going to come out like pretty good. Like I'm going to be moderately content, and then we're going to improve. Well, they, well uh, don't let perfection get in the way of execution. No, right? d- done is better than perfect. Yeah, um, exactly. But curation is a wonderful thing, man. Curation is a secret sauce. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I, I won't ask you to sh- share the secret source then, but one thing I will ask to sort of tie things uh, or wrap things up, let's say, um, is what, like, like, just a little bit of advice would you give to company, a person who wants to start building a community in, in any way, shape or form that they, they want to do it? Like, you've shared some tips, but what is like the single biggest tip for if you want to start tomorrow to build a community? So, um, you know, I was speaking to somebody like, end of day yesterday on this context is important with this. So, uh, I'll, I'll give a couple direct. So first and foremost, the biggest tip is, is create something that solves a challenge of a lot of people, a challenge that you probably at least know a little bit about so that you could help moderate that, right? Like if I'm starting, if I, if I hear there's a massive challenge in pollution or whatever in the world, but I'm, I'm, I don't have really knowledge or like 
like super interest in like being that person, it's not going to work, right? Yeah, you're not going to set up Rev Recycling. That's not your next project. That's a good one, though. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're going to write that one down, unless uh, unless it like really, unless I really, really empathize with it, right? Because because I I personally would do something in the creative world because I spent a lot of time there, and it seems like off, but for me it makes sense. Now, so the first thing is create something that solves a massive challenge. Um, if you're a company trying to create a community to like. There's there's only two main reasons why a company like a SaaS company would create community. Reason one, demand gen. Reason two, customer success. I'm not sure if there's really anything else outside of those two. So if it's customer success, that's an easier one in the sense that it's it's an easier one to get the community members to trust you and like feel warm and cozy, right? Because they already bought your product or they're already using it. And you're literally here to help. Now, if you try to upsell them in every beat and turn, they will not trust you and they will leave. And community, the basis of community is trust in a word. It's trust. Okay. So if you erode that trust, it's done. Now, if you're on the demand gen side of things, that's where it could get hairy because it's very easy for marketers that don't know about community to want to shove things down your throat, um, even when they think that they're not. Okay. Some wise ones are like, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, you don't see the nuances. You are doing things. Um, this is where it has to be really careful. And you and, and you really need to be solving a challenge. And yeah, that, that's it. And and the best companies or the best, I should say, the best community-led companies, some of the best, had community at this start a community at the same time, the product and let the product come out of the community and let the support come out of there. Um, those tend to be potent. They tend to be organic. You need it to be organic. If your purpose is to drive demand and, and, um, you don't have that organic or whatever, like just create events, like do a typical demand gen strategy, right? Like there's no harm in that. Um, I mean, I think you should probably, use some of the principles I said with community to really like get better turnout, better stickiness, all of that. But you could have an event strategy. You could have um, a content strategy like that. That's quite normal. But if you want to have a community strategy and, and how I differ those two, cause they're, they're kind of similar um, community strategy. You're talking to people one-to-one. And tr trust is the number one most important thing all the time. But like, this is like where trust could erode your full relationship, right? Like you send somebody too many emails, they'll unsubscribe. No biggie. That doesn't mean that they're not going to use your product per se. But if you're one-to-one -one with them and you do too much of one thing or whatever, they could have a bad distaste for your whole brand. It could be more potent to the negative, but it could also be more potent to the positive. So just um, act accordingly. Thank you for listening. Yeah, no, that was um, um, some very, very good advice. But that was uh, a whistle-stop tour, let's say, of um, Rep Genius, the story of Rep Genius. And hopefully uh, anyone that's listening that hasn't already signed up will go and sign up. So yeah. go and take a look at the Rep Genius channels. Uh, jump on there. There's, like Jared's been saying, there's a ton of value on there. For, for anyone, you could go in now and there'd be hundreds of things of value to you um, today alone. So send me a note. I'm here for it. But uh, thanks for uh, thanks for 
thanks for joining. Thanks for jumping on the podcast as well. Very much appreciated. I know we've got um, a couple of the live sessions coming up in the next couple of weeks for you guys as well. So hopefully those will, those will go well. But um, yeah, so anyone listening, thank you for listening uh, and join us in the uh, next episode. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited about what Celligence is building and, and how you all are leaning into community. It's exciting. Yeah, we've got some, uh, we're calling it Search 3.0. That's all I'll say for now, but Search 3.0, cool. we'll definitely have to show you that because I think that's going to be, um, it's going to be game changing in the world of prospecting. Let's put it that way. We, we need more suggestions. It's becoming harder. We'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll get you involved. But uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a conversation for another day. But uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for thanks, listening. Jamie. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Wonderful. Wonderful.